1: Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the second half hour of Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And I'm very honored today to have a, a wonderful woman who's an author, and she has written a book called Women Healers of the World, The Traditions, History, and Geography of Herbal Medicine. Her name is Holly Bellabuno. She spent seven years traveling and interviewing women from all over the globe. Her book is absolutely beautiful, full-color, glossy. It's really a coffee table book, and it sits on my coffee table. Her book highlights the stories and lives of 21 contemporary and 10 historic women from 20 countries whose work with plants is integral to the heritage of healing, and these are just extraordinary healers. Holly Bellabuno, and and welcome, Holly. I want to welcome you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Am I saying your name correctly? It's Bella Bono. Sorry. All right. That's right. Bono <laughs> directs the award-winning apothecary Vineyard Herb teas and Apothecary on Martha's Vineyard and also the Bella Bono School of Herbal Medicine, where she trains and certifies community herbalists. Holly lectures around the country to audiences about natural health, herbal medicine, and women's empowerment. This is Holly Bella Bono's third book, her first book is The Essential Herbal for Natural Health, and her second is The Authentic Herbal Healer, Herbal Healer, and this book is Women Healers of the World, and it's listed as a main selection of the National One Spirit Book Club, and you can get it by going to vineyardherbs.com. Well, welcome, Holly. Thank you. Wow. I just have to say, I mean, both, and I have White Swan here with me, who was just on the show with me. The book is just absolutely beautiful. The pictures are gorgeous. The women's faces, I mean, it almost looks like um, those books where you look at different people and have close-ups of their faces. I mean, you really get to see what these women look like spiritually from their pictures.
0: That was my hope, was that, especially for the more ancient women who we don't have photos of because they lived so long ago, was to be able to recreate portraits of what they might have looked like so that you, their character really comes through, so you can see it in their eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And we did. We created um, photo uh, photo shoots, and I had women um, that I, you know, I, I had brought them in, and I had researched what these ancient women might have looked like, from hundreds if not a couple of thousand years ago, and we did photo shoots, and then I commissioned a local artist to do watercolors of those. So I think they're just stunning watercolors and depictions of these wonderful women who really had an impact on history.
1: Mm, mm. I mean, I, there's just so many to talk about. But I do want to say something that really impressed me. When you opened the book in the beginning, you've dedicated the book lovingly to your mother, Carla Horton, RN, who set the bar high as a nurse for 44 years and continues to be a source of strength, generosity and creativity. Talk mm-hmm. about this.: Talk so about my mom. Your-
0: <laughs> she was a big inspiration for this book, actually, because she has been a nurse her whole life. She's retired now. and uh, my dad is a pharmacist, and so I grew up in a very mainstream. Interesting. Medical home, yeah. Uh, very mainstream. Uh, I was kind of uh, going, yeah, going out on a limb, you know, pursuing alternative healing. Um, but my mom is a, very much a source of integrity and strength, and that's very much the character I was looking for in seeking out these women around the world, is that they're very strong, and they are um, a source of integrity in their own healing traditions. And very inspiring Um, and I I think I did my mom proud.
1: (laughs) So you were talking about the inspiration of your mother and and I think the other thing that struck me is that your dad was a pharmacist. How did he um, I guess how did he feel about you working more with herbal medicine than pharmaceutical medicine?
0: He actually loved it. He entered pharmacy because he was a real chemistry buff when he was younger and loved exploring plants and chemicals and pharmacology and what plants do in the human body. So it was very much of a, um, a, a hobby for him as well as his career. And he just went more of the mainstream route, but really thinks it's fascinating that I'm taking the same information and the same passion and going a little bit more alternative.
1: <laughs> yeah. How did this happen for you?
0: What was the what was the impetus? Well, to be an herbalist was to be. Was I started as a gardener and I fell in love with plants, and then to write the book. Really, the inspiration was the more I learned about plants, the more I learned about women. They kind of go hand in hand in many ways, and I started realizing that part of the reason that we have the herbal heritage that we have today is because so many women were sharing their their knowledge and passing on these traditions and these oral histories and these stories in a way that men haven't done. I really began to see that, you know, in high school and college, you sit through these classes where you learn about men, researchers and scientists and people who have contributed a great deal, but you don't hear much about the women. Um, And I started, you know, the more I work with plants, the more I realize women have contributed so much, but we don't hear about them as frequently. And so I wanted to honor that side of Uh, history and that side of heritage that just isn't
1: quite as... And I'm looking here, I'm looking at the ones from America. There aren't too many. Um, One of them I have interviewed, Susan Weed, Mm -hmm. who is amazing. She's done a lot of herbs for women um, in menopause, correct? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, She really has. And then there's uh, Kate Gildy from New York. And let's see, there was another woman uh, from Arizona. Uh, Dr. Tira Lodog, Tira Dodog, yeah, and she's Native American, mm-hmm. and, and then the one that I recognize who's no longer with us is Mary Baker Eddy, she was the founder of Christian Science, correct?
0: Right, and the reason she's in there is because uh, before she centered on her Christianity and faith as her healing method, she was very much into promoting homeopathy, which is another healing tradition. Um, yeah. Similar to herbalism, but a little bit different, more on the dilution of herbs, plants, and minerals. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually
1: I'm flipping through as I'm talking to you, and there were a couple of faces that were just amazing. Um, I mean, they all are. This wonderful woman, um, Raylene?
0: Yes. Raylene Kawaea has passed away, unfortunately. She died a few years ago in a car wreck. Hmm. Um she was a native Hawaiian. She's from,
1: Hawaiian. from
0: uh the Big Island, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And she was a phenomenal teacher and uh, inspiration to many of us. Uh, true compassion, true uh, Polynesian traditional healing. She did a lot of uh, Ho'oponopono, which is uh, Polynesian, Uh-oh. you know, counseling or mediation. Yes,
1: yes. You know, I learned from a wonderful teacher. Uh, with Evolving Wisdom, Arielle Ford. You may know Arielle. And mm-hmm. Arielle, well, she talks, when she gives her seminars, she talks about the Pono Pono prayer, mm-hmm. which is if if you want to forgive someone in your life. And she said how effective it is. Uh, the other person who talks about Pono Pono is Marcy Shymoff. Mm-hmm. And, and, again, they talk about Pono Pono in terms of, I think the four things you say are, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, and thank you. And just the results of using this kind of prayer are amazing.
0: Yeah, I really learned from Raylene that part of what makes it so effective is that it's a community endeavor that everyone comes together who is involved to in, in a consensus to to forgive communally. So everyone is involved. It's not, you know, the onus of Forgiving or letting something go isn't just on one person. It's people helping each other and working things out for the betterment of everyone. Yes, yeah.
1: Beautiful picture here of Lillian Chang. Tell us about her with flowers in her hair.
0: Lillian is an amazing Taoist master. She lives on Oahu in the Big Island. She's from China. Uh, long lineage of healers before her in her family. She um, was raised from a very young age to become a Taoist master from like seven or eight years old. That was going to be her career, and she was trained exclusively in the arts of Taoist healing. Um, and she runs an acupuncture clinic and uh, institute now, World Medicine Institute. Uh, mm-hmm. Travels widely, is an amazing woman, very happy, very appreciative. When I spoke with her and I, I met with her, she was just a gleeful soul whose main Mission in life, really, her main lesson was to help people appreciate life, to be grateful, um, mm-hmm. really, and to be grateful in a way that is very inclusive of other people, of plants, of everything around you, you know, bring it all in. Wonderful mm-hmm. spirit. Mm.
1: Let's see, Dr. Tiara Noah, I'm not saying it right, low dog, beautiful pictures of her, and she's from Arizona. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, she's actually a medical doctor, a physician, wonderful example of an integrative philosophy bringing in, um, in her case, Native American traditions and any sort of folk healing tradition with modern medicine and allopathic uh, training. Um, Really well known woman who is very uh, encyclopedic in her teaching, very um, straightforward and Uh, It's like listening to a book. (laughs) She's so intelligent. She's incredible, Uh, really integrative, which is uh, something I think we can all benefit from.
1: What did you learn from composing this book and gathering the pictures and meeting these women that maybe you didn't know before? What insight or aha did you get?
0: Well, one thing that really struck me was that not all of these women, but a lot of them, had been mentored. They had been taken under the wing of someone, usually a mother or a grandmother or an aunt, who kind of showed them the way. And I didn't have that, that benefit when I started herbalism. I kind of had to jump in and find my teachers and do some self-exploration. Um, but a lot of these women had the benefit of someone mentoring them and teaching them and uh, I think that made a big difference for them and I I look at that as a teaching opportunity for others and for myself you know who who is around me what young person yeah. is around me that could benefit from just being under my wing for a little bit how can I pass it along to someone yeah. else so that they can benefit
1: Yeah, I I can identify with you, Holly, because when I did this work in media, you know, 30 years ago and wanted to interview, I mean, I was a pioneer ahead of my time. Nobody Mm -hmm. was doing this, so I didn't have the role model. I had to create it. And it makes it harder. It makes it, I mean, so I can understand. It's an amazing journey. And, of course, it becomes a calling. And, (laughs) And, you know, and that's really wonderful. The calling is to bring to bring this to the airwaves to people like you but I want to tell you that White Swan who was my guest in the last half hour is here and when you said that about the mentor I White Swan you may want to comment that you had the mentor yes I was very lucky I did have
0: uh, mentors I had my mother and my uh, aunt who lived down the street and they were always making salves and really gin- ginger
1: onion you know cough syrup we didn't go to a you know, allopathic doctor. This was the Native
0: American, yes? This was partly Native American, but it was very much herbal. She was always growing, you know, cloves and milkweed and dandelions and fiddlehead ferns and Uh all those things that, you know, they would put together. I really wish that I had paid more attention. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That's what I hear from a lot of the women that I interviewed for this book was they got you know, this firsthand experience from a very young age, and it influenced them incredibly. Um, And it makes me feel for people like me who didn't have that firsthand experience, but find this as their passion and their calling in life, is, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if they had had this, and how can we promote it now for the next generation?
1: Speaking of which, Holly, what, what is your message for the general listener today? I mean, you are dealing with herbal medicine. You have a school called the Bella Bono School of Herbal Medicine. You have your own apothecary where you make these you make herb teas and and other things as well. What um what's your message? I mean, we're in a drug laden world today more than ever than before. So what's your message? Um,
0: <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to narrow it down there's so much you can say about empowering women and, and uh, you know loving what you do part of it is follow your passion if you're interested in plants go for it you know don't hold back because you didn't go to school and get a botany degree or you didn't do this or you know follow your passion no matter where it leads um, be blissful <laughs> let the plants excite your bliss they certainly did for me it was a wonderful, it's been a wonderful 20 years for me of being an herbalist and just reveling in the plants. Um, and as far as people using prescription medication and the whole allopathic route, I definitely see the, um, the usefulness of that. Um, there is certainly a time and a place to use antibiotics and other sort, forms of medicine. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's just the right thing. But for the most part, I've found that plants and your own intuition and your own quiet energies can lead you to healing in a much more personal and much more effective way. And uh, for people who are just getting started, I usually recommend teas, making some teas Mm -hmm. that are delicious or uh, beneficial in some way. It's a great way to start learning about plants and connecting with the natural world because I I really think that's the main thing is to connect.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, and herbal teas are a big part of my life. The other thing that I've gotten involved in is essential oils from these plants. You know, whether it's...
0: yeah, They are. They're amazing. They're very powerful. um, And they can be used in a variety of circumstances um, and have a huge effect. Uh, The aromatherapy effect, just smelling them, as well as uh, actually using them topically. They're phenomenal for, you know, first aid situations and killing germs and being antibacterial. Um, Plants just offer so much. It's amazing uh, what we can get out of our relationship with, with nature. And
1: and in this book, this book really does offer a view of how women approach healing from around the world, using some plants for children's health, using spiritual practices, empowering communities through social activism. So the thread that unites them is, you know, and all the traditions as you've done, as you've said, is the plants. But that's like the life force.
0: It is. It really is. There's um, in the book. There's Gaelic pharmacy which is just a phenomenal, uh, wonderful old tradition. There's ethnobotany, studying the relationship of people and plants. There's conservation and gardening. There's homeopathy, flower essences, more of a spiritual connection with plants. Uh, It really runs the gamut how people have been able to connect and use this life force. Uh, And I I just think it's so inspiring. There's so many ways that we can get involved.
1: Hmm. Any particular... Uh, herbs or plants that you want to tell our listeners about that you think are something that would benefit everyone.
0: Well, there's so many um, so many different types of people and so many different illnesses. Obviously, one of the uh, things that I like to teach people is about tonics, uh, which are plants that are very nourishing and sustaining, and not necessarily out there to fix a problem, but more to build you from the inside out mm. um, to be you know proactive and and a base nourishment for anybody, you know, male, female, old, young. Um, And one of those that I really love is nettle, stinging nettle. Um, It's a wonderful plant. It's uh, obviously stinging when you pick it fresh. It has uh, little tiny hairs all over it with formic acid and histamine that can cause an allergic response in your skin if you brush up against it. But once Mm -hmm. it's dried or cooked, it becomes an incredible food, a very tasty you know, side dish or meal, um, it brews into a tea, you can take it as a vinegar tincture, which is really fun, you can chop up the fresh leaves and pour apple cider vinegar over them, and let it steep for a couple of weeks in a jar, and then you have this really mineral-rich, incredibly nourishing vinegar that you could either take by itself, or you could mix with oil and salt and pepper on your salad, or you can mm. mix with a little bit of and honey. And what,
1: what does nettle
0: Oh wow! What does nettle help with?
1: Is it like you, know, you said? Um, it can cause a histamine reaction. If you then take it, can it be an
0: antihistamine? It's possible, um, but normally once you uh, cook it, you know it negates that histamine. So I'm not sure that it has an antihistamine effect in the body. More mm-hmm. like you know, most people really use it as a mineral supplement because it's really mm-hmm. high in calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, iron. Um, and so if you have for instance its high in iron so women with anemia or anyone who's gone through surgery recently and lost a lot of blood or um any issues with uh, the liver uh it's an excellent source of iron a very natural source um, hmm. that okay. easy. it's easy it's it's an easy mineral supplement it's delicious so that's a great place to start for self self pampering <laughs>
1: You know, I want to tell our listeners that Holly personally interviewed these women in this, in this very beautiful, I call it coffee table book, Women Healers of the World, The Traditions, History, and Geography of Herbal Medicine. You really should get it. The photos are alone of the women and also of the plants and the herbs are just really beautiful. But she interviewed these women and found out stories, you know, of struggles and triumphs Really um, riveting stories. So, Holly, tell us. We have a few minutes left. We have about three minutes left. Just pick. I, I know if I ask you to pick your favorite, you're going to say that's hard to do because they're all my favorites. <laughs> but, but pick one and just tell us a snippet of a story that's very inspiring of one of these incredible women healers. So, one
0: of the ones that stands out for me is Doña Enriqueta Contreras. She's a midwife in Mexico, and she uses plants in her midwifery practice. She's in her 70s now, um, and she has had a 60-year career of being a midwife. And part of the reason she stands out for me is because she had a lot of challenge and struggle in her early years. When she was a child, um, she actually lived out in a pasture with goats as a goat herd um, for a long, long time and witnessed goats giving birth. And when she was reunited with her family, she was able to help her older sister in labor and delivered a healthy baby. Um, And her community, her village, recognized that she had a gift for midwifery and she became a midwife. And she hasn't looked back since. She's helped other women. She's um, pioneered uh, a really wonderful midwifery practice. And she's helping people study midwifery empirically um, and, and become nurses. So she's just a phenomenal example, I think, of perseverance and following your passion, and uh, using your gifts to help others and help your community.
1: Mm, Beautiful pictures of her. And there's a quote you have from her that says, Breakdowns are breakthroughs. If there are no mistakes, how will you get better? You have to bump into a mistake in order to think and rethink and do better.
0: Mm -hmm. We all fail, but those failings can be great teaching opportunities, and you have to keep pressing forward. (laughs) Holly,
1: how can people get this wonderful special book, Women Healers of the World, The Traditions, History, and Geography of Herbal Medicine?
0: They can go to my website, which is vineyard, V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D, herbs.com, and I'll be happy to send it to them.
1: All right. Well, I I really appreciate you being on the program. It was just very special. Thank you.
0: I really enjoyed being here.
1: Thank you. And there are also courses, right, and, and workshops and and, and the store, everything is on your website.
0: Yep, yep. People can enroll in my classes. I do on-site and distance from your own house. Uh, it's all on VineyardHerbs.com.
1: All right. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you so much. Thank you, all Patricia. Right, folks, thank you. That wraps up uh, this very inspiring hour of Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Um, Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'm offering complimentary 15-minute consultations for those of you in transition. So I'm adding that to my repertoire of interviewing these amazing people. And, And the coaching is very much... Uh, based on you and your thoughts and input and my questions. You come up with your own answers. That's so wonderful about it. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Again, my guest in the second half hour was Holly Bellabono, author of Women Healers of the World. Stay tuned for next week. We'll be with you then. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.